It's the Bartender Journey Podcast on tour. This is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about cocktails and spirits and bartending and travel as well now. I'm here in Florence, Italy. What a fabulous city. Love it, love it, love it. Sorry to leave today after uh, about four days headed to Rome, which is supposed to be a great city too. We'll find out. But uh, I wanted to share a few things with you. I spoke to you last from Paris, which was a great city. Did a little skiing and then went to Geneva, Switzerland, which is a small, small city, interesting city. Uh, Not too much to see. I was there on a Sunday and a Monday, so a lot of things like the cocktail bars, for instance, are closed on Sunday and Monday, and the and the uh, museums as well. I wanted to go to like the uh, Swiss the Swiss Swiss watch making museum or something. It was closed, but uh, anyway, beautiful city. And um, but we're here in Florence, and uh, I wanted to share with you a couple of things. Uh, when I checked into the hotel here, they gave me a big map of the city, and on the back had a, something interesting. It says Life Beyond Tourism. And I guess it's sort of an initiative here in Florence to, uh, you know, to uh, make things better for both the tourists and the, and the people who live here. Because uh, during the summer months, there's a lot of tourists, I guess. Here in January, is actually a good time to travel. I stayed at a beautiful hotel. Uh, I had paid for it on um, Hotels.com like a while back. I couldn't remember how much I paid. I looked it up. I was like, wow, what a deal I got on this great hotel. And uh, including breakfast on the sixth floor, there's just this amazing view um, in, from the restaurant. It's unbelievable. But anyway, this thing, Life Beyond Tourism, I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, it says, Dialogue of a Traveler. Number one discovers the authenticity of the place. Number two, relies on the experience of those who live in the territory. Three, prefers craftsmen and local food. Visits lesser-known museums, which I did. That was really cool. Uh, Number five, appreciates artistic heritage and protects its value. Number six, is flexible and willing to change. Number seven, is fascinated by the knowledge of new cultures. Eight, is enriched by traditions dedicates more time to the place of visit, and number 10, speaks about and shares his experience. Well, I have the platform to do that here with the podcast, so uh, just if you ever get a chance to come to Florence, Italy, it's it's just beautiful, fun, amazing. Not too many cocktail bars, uh, <laughs> as it turns out. You know, it's a different culture here of sort of uh, hanging out, uh, having a long lunch, drinking a glass of wine, or maybe a bottle, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, all over Europe, it seems, uh, eating outside is a big thing, even in the cooler months. Some of them have, you know, heated uh, outdoor areas, but people love to eat outside. I love to eat outside, too, but not so much in January. But uh, I did, you know, some places I go, I have cocktail bars in mind that I want to visit, either recommended by friends or read about on the world's best 100 list or Tales of the Cocktail Awards or recommended by friends like uh, Gary Regan. Gaz recommended some great places in Paris. So Sometimes I come to the city, I don't know where the cocktail bars are, so I just Google cocktail bars to try to find sort of like-minded people. In Florence, that's what I did, and it brought me to a really big, really busy place. Not just a cocktail bar. This place is a bistro that opens at 7 a.m. It stays open till midnight. Uh, the bar is really busy, and then there's a fancier restaurant on the other side. But all the drinks go through the main bar, as far as I can tell. So I sit at the bar, and this sort of bejeweled dude comes up. He's wearing rings on, I think, eight of his ten fingers. Has a fancy outfit, has a badge, like a sheriff's badge, maybe. <laughs> anyway, nice enough guy. My Italian is ridiculously bad. Um, I can speak a little Spanish, know enough French to get my point 
point across maybe, but um, when it comes to Italian, I know maybe five words. So uh, anyway, luckily most people speak English here. Uh, I need a little food too, so I'm looking through the menu. They bring me some chips. They bring me some olives. They bring me some other little munchie. I didn't know what it was, but it was delicious. They bring, bring, bring me bread. I want a Negroni, and he says, regular or one of our special specialties? I look at the specialties on the, on the menu, and uh, then I look at the back bar, and I said, how about a Mezcal Negroni? Uh, I think he approved, and I excuse myself to the bathroom. Uh, I get back, still no Negroni. The dude is slickly wandering around the bar, talking to people, looking at the printer, dealing with the servers. You know, I get it. He was expediting. Another bartender was making the drinks in the order that they came in. That's fine. But uh, I sort of wished he had given me a clue that my drink was coming. Um, felt kind of awkward sitting there and with no, nothing uh, other than the, all the nice snacks they brought me, of course. <laughs> the drink finally comes. Uh, the food that I ordered came as well. It was a lot of food. That was supposed to be an appetizer. It was like, wow, a lot. Anyway, I'm stuffed. Drink is finished. I was thinking about getting another drink. Maybe a martini, felt like. Uh, but now the bartender who was making the drinks is gone. I don't know. Smoke break, bathroom, done for the night. I don't know. So, uh, senor a master bartender is making all the drinks is about nine tickets in front of him he can't keep up especially when uh his aperol spritz has i wish i was making this up 11 different garnishes in it so i gave up trying to get another drink and i paid and i left so i mean the moral of that story is sometimes you just got to um economy of scale i mean they they just had their hands full trying to provide drinks for the entire restaurant plus a bar full of, of uh, people on the bar stools so you know maybe one garnish in the aperol spritz <laughs> it took them so long to make three aperol spritz it was just ridiculous and then and then i'm thinking how do you drink this thing anyway it's got so much stuff in it well that's the story there. You know, I tried to go to another cocktail bar that I read about that was supposedly the birthplace of the Negroni. So uh, Googled that to find out when it was open, and Google says it's permanently closed. So that sucked. I uh, tried to go to another cocktail bar, and it was just shuttered. It was definitely closed out of business, too. But, um, I mean, that's a bad example. There's This place is just uh, very vibrant. There's lots of businesses open. There's um, just people everywhere walking in the twisty streets and it's a great great place so uh oh almost forgot to mention i went on a wine tour in uh the Chianti district of Tuscany, which is where we are here, and uh, there's nothing like going to see, you know, where the where the stuff is made to get a better appreciation for it. It's a great thing, and uh, I learned so much about Chianti wine that I didn't know. Chianti is a uh, larger region, and within that, there's subregions. So there's uh, Chianti Classico is a subregion, which is where we went, and then there's uh, Chianti di Multicino, uh, Multipociano, and other districts within that, but. Uh, you know, I always assumed Chianti Classico was made in the classic way, but no, it's a subregion of Chianti. So it's so nice. Every, everyone around here uh, drinks Chianti because it's the local, the local wine, and it's a, it's a great thing. And and just meeting the people and seeing where stuff is made is always such a great thing to do. I guess that'll do it for now. I'll talk to you again soon on the Bartender Journey podcast. We're heading to, uh, after Rome, we go to Ireland, and we're hoping to get to uh, a couple distilleries up there and hopefully get an uh, interview, too. So it uh, looks like Teeling, we, we're, we have a pretty good shot at getting an interview. It looks like it's going to work out. So uh, I'll leave it there for now, and thanks for listening to the Bartender Journey podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Cheers.